0: Hello and welcome to Healing From Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, Reiki Master Teacher and author of A New Life Awaits, Spirit-Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening, which shares stories and messages from spirit that show us our challenges are not merely economic, political, or societal, but a deep disconnect from our true being or inner soul wisdom. I am delighted to welcome Wendy Darling, author of Create Your Miraculous Life, which is a manual for reinvention of purpose and desire through examining the tools to reset your passion, focus, energy, and mindset on the life that has eluded you. Once you remember who you are, your dreams and intentions then begin to unfold. Hello, Wendy, and thank you for joining us on Healing From Within.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Wendy, as listeners of Healing From Within are so well aware, my guests and I offer intimate and insightful views of life in its entirety, reminding us that we are much more than we appear to be and in working with our spiritual goals we are able to create lives of purposefulness, health, happiness and intimate relationships with those we love. Our perceptions of ourselves, life and death and energy are the keys to unlocking many mysteries and once understood allow fear limitation and suffering to fall by the wayside life is indeed an interesting mix of people events and happenings all designed i believe to lead us to our best reality and nothing is random in today's episode of healing from within Wendy Darling will share her belief that it is never too late to recover the dreams and passions you have set aside to find the purposeful path and have the relationship you want or start a family, even find love again in late life regardless of the reason, age, money, family commitments, marriage breakdown, exhaustion, health, past failure, lack of education. There is help within us and around us to ignite the pilot lights of individuals, couples, and companies. And right now, we need it to ignite the passions of the world because the world is going through so many challenging situations. So, Wendy, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, place, event – that may have shown them or others the interest in lifestyle they might pursue it as an adult. adult, For it appears to me that we enter life with a life plan and destiny which unfolds in time. So, how were you as a child?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, when I was really, really young, I was very um, vibrant and active. I loved to dance. I loved to sing. Apparently, when I was really, really young, my parents actually were approached to have them consider me for um, film and TV, of which they declined. Of course, when I found that out later in life, I was like, seriously? (laughs) You you (laughs) denied me of this wonderful opportunity. Wendy,
0: I always have coincidences with my wonderful guests. And now that you said that, My daughter, Stacy was exactly that way. I was that way, too, as a child, but she was exactly that way. And I was always told that she should be in film. And in a very coincidental way, she eventually did get to be in film. And I didn't want to accept it, either, because I was a teacher, and I was afraid she might be damaged by rejection and, you know... There are many elements in the film business. As wonderful as it is with the finished product, going through the process is not all that wonderful. So, so, yes, she became a professional child actress for 10 Mm. years, and uh, she did work in every different aspect of film and uh, television and voiceovers and theater. So it was a wonderful experience, very hard work, and uh, it's funny that you (laughs) just mentioned that. So we have a coincidence.
1: Thank you. Um, Well, actually, that was when I was very, very young. But my mom was overly stressed, and quite honestly, she became very, she was very, she was highly critical. She was physically and emotionally abusive. And so as a child, I was pretty repressed. I went Uh. from that little girl with bright shiny eyes and lots of energy to becoming very withdrawn the world did not seem safe to me and so I actually uh, grew with um, fairly low self-esteem and not knowing who I was and it was my journey in life in part to discovering that and of course there's way more than that to this story.
0: Of course, and I'm sorry that 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 happened because it's happening all too much in in many families many many people are not prepared to be parents. It's that simple. I was an elementary school teacher for part of my life, and uh I sought parents who were doing great damage to their children mm-hmm. so so i, I I'm We can only do what we can do. The soul has a destiny, a life plan, and we learn from all these experiences. Of course, which I did. (laughs) Yes, of course you did, and it was part of your plan. And you have a wonderful laugh, a joyful laugh. So uh, we get through anything with the right thoughts in our head and attitudes, and we forgive those people because they simply don't know what they're doing. That's how I have to feel about it. We forgive them. So uh, let's go on to the motivation and inspiration for writing this book. I'm going to say that your beginning was part of it. And why did you choose the theme, It's Never Too Late?
1: Well, at the time that I was writing the book, which was last year in 2021, um, first of all, I was 69, rapidly approaching the big 70. And even though I was shocked, it was like, how the heck am I here already? Um, That was facing me. We were also in the midst of the pandemic, and so many lives had been turned upside down and inside out that the timing of it felt even better because um, a lot of people were needing a boost, you know, it's they so many people have been concerned about their finances. So many people are wondering, has life or love or health or wealth passed me by? And I knew that that was definitely not true because it's never too late. But um, so the book really started out with that theme of it's never too late i i I, by the way, have transformed my relationship with my mom. She's actually here in San Diego. At a facility close by, she has progressively uh, declined with dementia, and recently even had to be transferred to skilled nursing. But my point is, is that I learned even how to heal and transform the relationship I had with my mom, and and for that I'm tremendously grateful.
0: Well, you've uh, evolved. You've evolved to a level of accepting, allowing, and surrendering. And that is what an advanced soul does and that's what we're here to learn more about and to refine our soul energy and our physical life offers us the opportunities to do that so I'm glad you just said that uh, that you were able to help you yes. now so and be yes. pa- rid of your your sadness or pain for the beginning and and it's all about forgiveness and love that's all we're all about so
1: yeah, did and there was a little more to that as well, but I am good, I will agree with you. So when I was sitting down to write the book, it started out with It's Never Too Late, and um, I was talking to my publisher who happens to be my best friend, and I was sharing with her, you know, this, it, it doesn't feel complete. It seems like there's more, and she was really cute. Uh, she said, uh, Wendy, your first book was titled, the miracle that is your life. At that time, you even changed the name of your business to the Miraculous Living Institute. Um, Your process that you use with your clients is called the Miraculous Living Method. Maybe, just maybe, we need to put a little something in here about Miraculous Living. And I was like, oh my gosh. And the reason I'm also bringing this up is, as I mentioned, I was rapidly approaching 70 we were in the midst of a pandemic, and I was also affected in certain ways by that. But what also was happening is my son became very ill last year. And so truthfully, my life was feeling very unmiraculous. And so it, once again, I had to dig deep to find that place within me that not only believed but knew miracles are possible, At the very beginning of this book, I I, um, quote Albert Einstein, and I love this quote. He said, there are basically two ways to look at life. Either there there are no such thing as a miracle, or everything is a miracle.
0: And I And I I believe the second one, miracles are happening all the time, big and small, but people are too busy worrying to to see it they are too engaged by their ego and their societal training and problems and home problems and that they they miss so much of the beauty that spirit is giving to us through the many miraculous things that are happening for all of us it's not just special so i'm glad you You said that. But let's go on to what health challenges did you face as a result of an accident that made you begin to realize you could change your thoughts and improve your life? Now, this happened a while ago, right?
1: Yeah, now 30, maybe 31 years ago. Yeah. um, I was um, a management and organizational development consultant. I was um, hired by Fortune. 100 companies and actually businesses a variety of sizes. And I um, would go in and work with predominantly executives in their teams to allow them to become more unified, productive, and profitable. And I was under contract with a Fortune 100 company and I was not taking good care of myself. I was very sick. Um, It never entered my mind. Maybe I shouldn't get on that plane. And I was at the Dallas airport um, very sick, so I went outside to just get some fresh air before my flight left, and I ended up passing out. I fell over a ledge, and I fell approximately 25 feet. So the good news is I landed on my right leg, and the bad news is I landed on my right leg. And so my right leg was shattered and I had to have multiple surgeries over about a 10 11 month period of time before I even knew I was going to walk again which I do I'm very blessed in that way. I had some lower back fractures that took a while. I was much later diagnosed with the traumatic brain injury uh that took a very long time to fully recover from. I'm I still have some challenges today but If you would know me or meet me, they're very minor compared to what could have been my outcome. Mm. And um, the real blow started to happen when around week four of being in the hospital, my former husband came, suitcases packed, saying he no longer wished to be married anymore. And even though I take full responsibility for my portion that contributed to that decision, we might agree the timing wasn't exactly optimal.
0: Not at and, all. I, I'm going to say this seems to be what I've read about and discussed with many other authors. Uh, this is um, like a what do they call it? A soul, the darkness of the soul. trauma to, be. to so, the soul which is a redirection of your life because perhaps you weren't going in the right direction and it took you out of some of the thought patterns and relationships that maybe weren't good for you and it was hard and it was really really hard I seem to find that the most spiritually evolved people are the ones that have the hardest challenges I don't know why it's like that but I have over the course of 700 interviews writing my books and Mm -hmm. um, doing Reiki sessions for hundreds and hundreds of people that this seems to be the case. So yeah. so your story is difficult to hear and, and I'm sorry, I'm truly sorry you had to go through so much. But look well, where it brought you. It brought you to be able course. to write a book and share and help other people and that was your destiny.
1: Well, it's way more than just a book because as I was recovering and what I didn't get to finish, that I think is also an important piece is that when we went to court, my former husband happens to be an attorney, and he was awarded full custody of our son who was only four and a half. And that's really when I broke into a lot of pieces. And to just cut to, to the chase, my mom was the one that suggested I learn how to meditate. And without giving a lot of details, this is when I began to open up to my healing gifts and my and what has now cultivated into my whole Transformational system. <clears throat> excuse me, which is called the Miraculous Living Method, and this allows me to literally find anything that's interfering, causing a misalignment <clears throat> in your body, in your in your energetic circuitry, um, and we're able to shift that in a way that you're back into alignment. So it makes Not only do you know what steps to take, but you're able to take them so much easier. So I help people attract love, which makes me so happy. I assist people to release excess weight in my Loving Yourself Lean program. I have worked with entrepreneurs, business owners to increase, build, and grow their businesses, make more money. Because energetically, I'm able to find the financial set point that's keeping you from growing and earning more. And I could give you lots and lots more examples.
0: Yes, I know. I've read your book completely. The Miraculous Living Method is partially comprised, you say, of sound healing hands-on transformational energy cards, which you've developed, and affirming statements and scenarios. So it's a mind-body thought process. It's a thought process that creates a different reality. And in doing that, people do heal from their traumas and from their misbeliefs and from uh, the pain of other people's, perhaps, treatment of them. So, yes, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful process and it really works. But you have to be consistent in all healing methods. And uh, a lot of people come to me as a Reiki teacher and they say, well, just touch me and heal me and that's it. I can go about my business, you know no it doesn't doesn't work that way. I can set up an environment, but the person has to do the actual inner work and make the changes necessary in their thinking and behaviors to to go forward and create what they want. now, I wanted to ask you, uh what had you be get what made you begin to think and talk about miracles, but you sort of answered that in a way right
1: well I think I think it really stems back to when I wrote my first book Um, I never thought I would be talking about miracles or being a voice for them Um, but when we organized my book working again with my publisher Robin Simons um, and we got to the place of titling the book I shared with I was led to share the story that I'm about to share with you So I happen to have been raised Jewish. And in Judaism, you give your child a Hebrew name. And typically, that Hebrew name is after somebody who has already been deceased. And my father had recently passed away before my son was born, and I really wanted to to honor my dad. My dad's Hebrew name was Nissen, which translates to miracle. And we also wanted to honor my former husband's grandfather, who had also recently passed away. His name was Charles, and in Hebrew, that's Chaim, and that means to life. My son's Hebrew name is Nissen Chaim, which translates to the miracle of life. Yeah. And, and even though I never thought I would be a person talking, speaking, encouraging life about, with miracles... Um, it's what opened the door and led me down this path to finally embrace that that is, in fact, what I've been guided to be a voice for.
0: Yes, I I think that's very very beautiful. So you had those seeds planted in you from the very beginning with these Apparently names. Apparently so. <laughs> you, you know, I recently found out both my sisters have passed. Uh, and uh, my older sister was Rodel, and my younger sister was Suel, and El in Hebrew means of God. And mm. I'm, I'm Cheryl, Y-L, mm-hmm. not E-L. But my grandmother always called me Cheryl.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: She could not... And when she said my birthday card, always days before my birthday. <laughs> and that's that's how it came in. And, and I could see where well, you could say Cheryl or you could say Sherelle. Mm. You know? Beautiful. So so you're telling that story reminds me of that. And I wanted to say something about miracles because I've been aware of um through a convention I went to that there are five hundred thousand uh, light beings around us right now Uh, because we're going through so many changes in uh, the world, and they're here to help us, light beings. And I meditated on it, and I got messages from them. So I know that miracles are all around us, uh, but if we're in a state of unknowingness or denial or simply beaten down by the heaviness of our own or other people's challenges, we forget to remember how miraculous life really is, and we don't believe change is possible. And that is the furthest thing from the truth. Your book is all about the possibilities, and so is my new book, A New Life Awaits, and I wrote this. Since most people fear change, they resist commitment to their soul growth or development. They linger in a state of physical unconsciousness. It is easier to feed the physical body than it is to feed your spiritual essence. There can be little change in a person's understanding of who they are when they are only concerned with the joys of a physical life, I believe that we are all entitled to a beautiful and joyful material and physical life, but it will not happen fully if we only focus to that end, and the spiritual concerns and issues are denied so miracles begin when we begin to know who we are right and
1: to of course
0: appreciate
1: and and also to just pay attention mm-hmm. you know they're everywhere you, i don't know if you've ever seen uh, a living heartbeat i had that opportunity a few years ago when i had an echocardiogram you know it's phenomenal what our hearts do our lungs i mean we could just go on and on to look out your window how did that tree grow how is the grass growing the flowers how, how does even the snow fall because i know you're on the east coast i'm in san diego And and so when we just pay attention to the tiny little ones, it opens our eyes to not only recognize maybe larger ones, but also to position ourselves to request more miracles and to open our hearts to receive them
0: absolutely and you wrote this is a little prayer and a little way of talking to spirit i do it all the time also you wrote dear god i am beyond grateful to be learning how to be more connected with you to be able to tap into your infinite wisdom that you are continuously pouring through me, that your divine loving energy helps me to release the blocks that have been keeping away all the good you've been trying to provide for me. I am grateful that I am learning how to love and release those places of stuck energy and emotions. I am grateful I am learning how to support my mind to be thinking healthier and happier thoughts. I am forever grateful that I am on this incredible journey of creating a miraculous life. That's wonderful. That's it. That's almost the whole reason we're here on this earth to say those words, to use Um, those thoughts. Yeah, it's just amazing. So let's go on to. uh, So, what do people have to do? to make their lives more more miraculous. You just said it, actually, but but let's think about a a more practical approach. Well, I think
1: the first step is what I refer to as magic wand time. If you could wave your magic wand, how would you really want to be living your life? Where would you be living? Who would you be living with? What kind of work would you be doing or not? Um, What kind of traveling, friends, family, adventures, you know, to really take a closer look, because a lot of times we deny the inner stirrings of our heart because and and as a result, um, we squash those desires. Mm-hmm. I believe the desires of your heart point you to the direction of your truth, as I mentioned, I work with singles who want to attract love, if that 's something somebody desires. It's been implanted within you to guide you, to learn, to grow, and that that can be achieved. That can happen. And I've worked with people of all different ages, um, so it truly is never too late. I believe it points you to what I refer to as your divine destiny. And then I think it is important to look to see, well, where are you holding yourself back where are the barriers and that's where people can benefit from people like you and me
0: the barriers are simply quite simply fear fear that you are not up to the task fear that it's not the right time when we conquer our fear and our childhood limitations by approaching them by recognizing them then a, then we're able to make the changes that are necessary. So we've got to do a little work in conquering what's really not that important at maybe this moment in our life. Maybe it was in the past something we had to concern ourselves with. But we've got to grow. We've got to get past other people's belief systems. And you're right, we need that magic wand. We have to know ourselves what we truly, truly want, what our values are, and we can make... We can have mostly what we desire. We can manifest and create it with our thoughts and with our actions. So I want to thank you, Wendy Darling, author of Create Your Miraculous Life, It's Never Too Late, for sharing your detailed and authentic story. Both of your own soul journey and challenges and your transformational system, the miraculous living system, which can help people uh, begin a renewed interest in the creation of their desires, dreams, and the path to letting go of past trauma, fear, and restrictions so they can manifest new joys and happiness in their lives. To read more about this, uh, go to wendydarling.com and for a free a uh, ebook, uh, how to rapidly remedy the major issues every woman faces. Um, mirac- go to miraculousresultsnow.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we have discovered once again that no matter the circumstances or challenges anyone faces, with the right mindset. And perspective and asking for help, you can move beyond that difficulty, and there is a way to begin to change our thoughts and actions and tap into the divine state of creation from a heart and soul in a connection to universal source. We can begin to create what is more in alignment. And I think that's a word you used early in the show, and it's a very important one. In alignment to our life goals, thereby creating a reality that can reflect harmony, balance, love, and happiness. Beyond all fear and suffering, we can change the energy we are creating with our mind. For Quite simply, negativity breeds more negativity. Acceptance, allowing and surrendering to any situation with grace brings us to a higher state of consciousness and we then reside in love, compassion and eternal life. Wendy and I would have you remember that the universe loves it when we take action and remember Any step is one step closer to fully living your miraculous life. We do it every day when we wake up with the intention to have a good day. The thought is the step to realizing what we truly are capable of creating. So you must begin. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing From Within, author of A New Life Awaits, And uh, I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to leaders in the metaphysical, scientific, spiritual, medical, psychological, and arts and music fields share their discoveries of the true nature of human life, healing, and creation of all things both here and beyond. Shows may also be heard on WebTalkRadio.net and DreamVision7Radio.com.